Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, man, we've had a hell of a week over here at Duramax Tuner. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> hey, great news, guys. Uh, Calibrated Power, home of DuramaxTuner.com, is now officially homed, housed at DuramaxTuner.com. Yeah. We merged two websites. We merged. Well, we have a new website right, yep. that went live uh, last night. Sure. Um, so when you type in DuramaxTuner.com or you type in CalibratedPower.com, it brings you to one page. So for years, there's always been this mixed perception mixed perception of guy calls in. I answer, Calibrated Power, this is Chris. Well, I'm looking for Duramax Tuner. Well, that's the same company. <laughs> well, why did you answer Calibrated Power? Guys, it's always, the incorporation's always been Calibrated Power. That's the company name. Right. Home of Duramax Tuner. Duramax Tuner is one segment held under Calibrated Power, so... We felt like this was the right move. Um, Paul, as always, uh, over the last couple of years, has been working with two Facebook pages, uh, two websites. Yeah. Uh, when guys call in and we, we you know, I, I support the customer and get them taken care of on orders, I had two websites that I had to do orders in. Sure. Any of our dealers, they had two different dealer accounts. Even just adding new products. So, new so what, products, it, what it used yeah. to be is that Duramax Tuner sold Duramax products. And we used to have Cummins Dash Tuner, yep. and that sold all of our Cummins products. And then Cummins came in and said, yeah, we don't really like that. They took over that website. Yep. So we reverted back and launched a calibratedpower.com website. Yep. Uh, and and for a while, that housed all of our Cummins products. Yep. Yep. But as the business grew and we started to get into Power Strokes, Volkswagen, Ag EcoBoost, tuning. Ag Tuning, Rocksource, None of this stuff is specific to Cummins, and it's not always specific to Duramax, but we had this really, really strong, passionate brand following around Duramax Tuner. Mm -hmm. um, four to one over calibrated power. So it made sense that if we were going to merge the two, we stuck with a stronger, more recognizable brand name, which was Duramax Tuner. Mm -hmm. uh, the new website's pretty cool. It's still got a few bugs in it. So, hey, yeah. if you find any problems, email me, Paul at Duramax Tuner. Uh, if you find any products you want to buy, you could probably email Chris. Yeah, cmk at DuramaxTuner.com. Be glad to help. So, yeah, so this has been a, a long project, a big project uh, in the making. We're really excited for it. It has been been a little laborsome uh, on the staff here here at Duramax Tuner, and I'm I'm laughing while I say that because it it has been brutal, huh, Chris? Yeah. Any any of our listeners, if, if you've uh, ever had the luxury of being here or being on the phone with any of the guys here, any of the associates or customer support staff, um, if you talk to anyone today, it's like life's been sucked out of them. This has been <laughs> this has been a marathon that has literally been sprinted, and we're right at the end of like it's almost five o'clock. Everyone wants to get out of here. They want to recharge because everyone's honestly mentally broken yeah. at this point. The great thing is for any of our customers, so if you're a listener of the show and you bought something from us this week, we've got you. Uh, we, we absolutely, number one, took the priority of taking care of customers first, uh, which has probably been the result of a lot of the hard work out of a lot of the staff around here in the building. So big shout out to everybody we work with. Uh, a big thank you as well. Uh, guys... Speaking of people that we work with that make things happen, I got to bring up WC Fab, WC Powder Coating, Whirly Custom Powder Coating. Chris, I jumped on their Facebook page the other day and just took a look at some of the colors, and it always baffles me because we were there. We, we did the walkthrough, and, and yeah. we've seen all sorts of customers' colors come through the shop, but I feel like every time I go and look it up, there's five new colors that I've never seen ever before yeah. that just look fucking awesome well one of the cool things that jason does and the guys over at wc fab is 
they offer all these colors through Prismatic, okay? And uh, one guy orders it, he sees it on a truck, he wants to order it, and then Jason's like, shit, this color's hot. I'm going to make it like a featured color. Yeah. And over the last six years of being here, you know, you see trends, the frosts, yep. the translucents. The teal. Yep, yep. I mean, <laughs> Everything had a teal shade yep. for about a year so, there. So, like, yeah. you know, you see all these different, you know, textured finishes, all these different things. So, as as that... Um, I don't know what you would even call it, as that uh, collection of colors grew, you know, he just adds more and more and more. Yeah. And you still get a lot of, you know, Jason's signature color, that that burgundy, that that pearl burgundy translucent looking color. Sure. Um, you know, the grays, the WC Fab Gray, which is WC Fab Red. Yep. Gloss yep. black. <laughs> Those are like like we see them everywhere. Yeah. And and they're great colors. Yeah. I get it. So, you know, you see a lot of that and they always add it. But yeah, I mean every time I go onto the site, um, anytime a customer we start talking about colors and what they want to do, you know, oh my buddy got this and I just I keep thinking back on the whole frost uh the frost epidemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the grape, the teals, white. I mean, those are really cool colors. So, um, yeah, I mean, literally your your imagination can go wild. I've had guys where they haven't ordered parts, turbo kits for months. <laughs> All because like I got the money, Chris. It's not that. It's it's I can't pick on I can't choose the color. I'm like, man, I would have fucking sent that shit raw and I would have figured it out from there. Tough problems to yeah, have, right? Right, right. No, but yeah, uh not only do they have every color under the sun, but they do the job right. Uh and that's something that we learned when we went out and actually visited the facility, yeah. got to some or got to see them roll some of the racks in, roll some of the racks out, talk about ovens and temperatures and, right. and, and just kind of the whole process. It's really, really interesting. If you haven't heard that, go back and check out our tour of WC Fab. That was a great episode. Right. Uh, and we've used some of those segments in, uh, in other stuff. One of the other things, too, when you're talking about going back and looking at past things that you know we have done, it's always cool to see other companies, even companies that we might not necessarily work with directly, um, post or uh, produce content around things that we are so passionate about. Oh man, you're talking um, about Clint Cannon for yeah, sure. You know, I mean, God, those have been good. It's it's really uh, interesting. You know, they they've offered some different uh, turbo manufacturer videos and things like that with their new VFR series. Yeah, um, they've always made great they, product. Always video. great product. Uh, yeah. great products. Great product videos. Clint is one of the more knowledgeable people I would say in this industry and in for this sure. space, and he is also passionate about emissions on stuff. Um, but they just released a couple of videos uh, about the emissions equipment. Yeah, and uh, you know, someone such as us, you know, emissions nerds or diesel nerds in general, it's really cool to see uh, a company halfway across the country. Um, you know, we've done business in the past. You know, I I have their we've had their parts on our trucks in the past as well. You drive? I drive a the, right. Yeah, the, the ATS emissions yeah. equipped from turbo kit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's really cool to get a different perspective and see the R&D on a company that we don't necessarily work with on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, just there, there's some common interests and similarities. And it's just it's really cool to see that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they've got uh, at least three videos out right now. Jump on, check them out. They're on the ATS YouTube channel, yep. uh, ATS Diesel Performance. Uh, so check that out. I thought one of the other cool things I saw for news and media going on right now is our buddy KJ just put out an article on trucktrend.com. Diesel Power Magazine's not dead. It's just not being printed. Uh, and it's 10 all-time best diesel pickup trucks. There are going to be some arguments. So is this like, are these like <laughs> modified trucks, just stock trucks? No, 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 trucks? no, no, no. They're all, they're all out of the box. They're all okay. judged from an out-of-the-box standpoint. They all have different categories. There's some Ford. There's some Cummins. There's some Duramax. Uh, but they go back from like first-gen Dodge to 2020s. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so it, 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 it's a wide range uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but but some there's going to be some controversy. Staples are in there, LBZ, 
uh, Common Rail 5.9 Cummins, um, 6.7 liter Power Stroke. There's staples throughout it, right? Mm-hmm. That like we're all going to agree that these are great trucks. Yep. Uh, but then there's some others, man, that it, oh, it's going to ruffle some feathers. I'm you thinking... can't put a 10 best without pissing somebody off. Yeah, right, right, but right. But this for sure is going to light some fires. Yeah. I've, I've read some of these articles in the past, um, maybe not Diesel Power Magazine, but just others. And yeah. you get these like 6.5 or 6.2s, or you get like the 7.3 IDIs. And, yeah. you know, the, the first gen, the 12 elf <laughs> stuff I'm all about, right? So I'm not arguing that. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's just crazy to see how far what what twenty years gets you. Yeah, you know it really, really is. So, yeah, no shit, huh? Excited to see what another twenty years brings. <laughs> um, well, hey, speaking of things that have been twenty years in the making, yeah. today we are doing an episode all about the LB7 injector. Yeah. So the for the listeners that are under been under a rock or new to the show. Um, LB7 is a Generation 1 Duramax motor. Uh, It went from 2001 to early 2004. Revolutionized the industry, bringing common rail. First common rail injection truck into the mix. Um, And there was a lot of learning curves. I mean, to this day, right, as we get into this episode, (laughs) there's a lot of learning curves that Bosch, uh, the provider of the fuel system, the common rail fuel system, have done. Um, So it's really cool to see how, you know, well, I want Got, to spearhead this right off the top, yeah. Chris. So, so we end up in a lot of conversations talking about SAC VCO. Okay. Two different style nozzles. And we've had a in talk the marketplace about this in the past on yep. other episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So two different style nozzles that are available in the marketplace today. Um, the SAC zero zeros, I believe you can only get from SNS. Yep. Uh, VCOs. That's what all Bosch injectors are now. Well, not the the. I'm, I'm sorry. LB seven injectors. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, LB7 injectors uh, from Bosch are going to be your VCOs. Now, reliability for LB7 injectors has always been a question. And there's been a lot of things there. You know, a lot of people group, well, the VCO nozzle's junk. Right. Okay. Um, there were a lot of scenarios with like the softness of the seat and ball. There were a lot of moving components inside the injector. I'm going to do broad terminology because we're going to kind of dive into this. Sure. Um, and we have seen over the years that the reliability has grown. I can't tell you, Paul, how many times I've had a guy call in. Uh, I got 150,000 miles on my LB7. Uh, GMs put three sets of injectors. Yep. Right. Well, those were older style injectors, and these were also 10, 12 years ago, eight years ago, five years ago. Um, and I would say within what I understand is like the last five years, there has been a lot of improvements and a lot of that, you know, uh, hard data. To back up, you know, some of those improvements. Between 07 and 17 is really when we saw all of the the adjustments come out from Bosch mm-hmm. on LB7 VCO nozzles. Um, okay, so so over the years, you're, you're right. There, there's been several and, and several design changes. Yep. Um, Bosch is constantly trying to improve, right? So, like, even on their older products, they still got to warranty it. So when you talk about an LB7 guy going through three sets in 150,000 miles, he probably didn't pay a penny for that. Bosch and GM foots the bill on all of it. They don't want to do that. They're not in the business to give away shit for free or replace parts at a cost. Um, So so they have a financial incentive to get better and better. Uh, The first-gen design, unfortunately, was not actually ready for the U.S. market. Um, These these first-gen, like the original LB7s, most of those injectors have already been replaced under warranty. Oh, 100%. It would be my guess. I think you'd be really rare to find a barn truck that has the all-time original oh, LB7 I, I injectors think, in know, it. Let's just 
for the people, because we're going to get those guys, well, my dad's truck had. Sure. I get yeah. it. But how many of those trucks are running in a healthy manner? You know, guys can prolong the injectors. Guys can keep running the trucks. I mean, I got a buddy. Uh, he was one of our old machinists, Ryan Storley. His dad has an LB7. He's only LB7 for probably eight years. He's had the same injectors in the truck for eight years. He goes driving down the road. It looks like a mosquito fogger out the tailpipe. <laughs> it's bad. Those aren't healthy Starts injectors. Up fine. Yep. Those Starts aren't healthy fine. injectors. Yeah. And these are the characteristics <laughs> that the LB7 injectors saw that caused those premature failures. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so when those came out, um, that's what we're talking about. I think that's where they got a lot of their, their nasty reputation about it. Um, each design revision addressed a shortcoming. So, so with all of these changes throughout the years, they're not coming out. They've never done like a top to bottom redo. What they do is is they come out with point one, point two, point three revision, and and they're just making small tweaks, small improvements. That's yeah. why there's been so many revisions over time. Yeah. Um, and then the the last uh, significant uh, prolonging design change was in actually 2017. Oh, oh, let's oh. Uh, let's jump back there. So so well, edit. One, edit. <laughs> I don't want to sound like an idiot. So that's fine. Okay. Where are you? Thirteen, thirteen. I gotta write that. One down. significant improvement. Oh, okay, the chrome plated ball. Yep. Correct. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, one of the significant improvements was in 2007. Uh, there was a chrome plated ball seat uh, that got the injector life uh, to about 90,000 miles, give or take. So, I mean, these are guys. I mean, they were having failed injectors at 30, 40, 50,000 miles. Yeah. Um, so now to be able to extend that to almost 100,000 miles, I mean, that was ideal. And the the ball seat inside the injector is the piece of the injector that's going to essentially keep it closed. Yes. So, yeah. so that's that's the the ceiling platform yep. that's going to keep the injector closed, so it doesn't bleed fuel when it's not and supposed to. And a lot of that, that hazing and things like that, the way the ball hits on the seat, wear would come in, and then fuel yep. would actually seep through, causing that uh, mosquito fogger like haze. That's right. You're you're blowing fuel when you're not actually in a combustion event. Yep. Meaning, yeah, you're going to get all that white smoke. Uh, you, you know, and it's funny because that white smoke. I was just talking with Nick. We we did the video for uh, 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 white smoke and regen yeah. for the newer trucks. And I was asking, I was like, you know, I don't really get why are they white smoke? And he's like, well, because fuel's going in and it's not getting hot enough to burn off, it's really a vapor. Yep. What you're seeing is fuel vapor, and that's what white smoke is. Uh, so that's the difference between white and black smoke is too hot or not hot enough. Yep. Um, the next and last really big significant design change um, – to, to prolonging the life came out with diamond like coated nozzles a nozzle needle okay. um this addressed the most common lb7 injector failure mode of leaking nozzles that manifested itself in the haze and the idle like yep. we're talking about so so the ball seat started it and then the needle would be the next point yep. that would have this issue once they went to a diamond like coated a dlc needle um it really changed everything uh, the, that's yeah. No, I'm uh, just I'm, I'm comprehending all this as I'm saying it <laughs> because there are things even myself as I you know talk to guys you know I, I don't know the in, internal right sure uh, you know, sure well well like that. well DLC is a really really hard coating that diamond like coating right so what it does is it it prevents wear so you're going to get a longer lasting higher higher surface hardness i guess yes. would be the right way to put it and also we're going to reduce friction yep. um all these things are going to make a big impact on longevity hmm. 
Now, we don't know how long this design is going to last in the field. Uh, we asked Exergy, hey, guys, they've been out since 2017 right. with the most updated VCO out there. You guys are expecting long life expectancy out of them. What's it look like so far? Because now we're three years into this. Right, right, right. Zero returned. Yeah, no. I, I, Thousand sold, zero returned. Yeah, I think what what we're seeing now, you know, again, I can go only go back off of customers or in twenty the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, I had my LB7, right? Yeah. Um, I sold that truck, and I still talk to the, uh, the the owner of the truck now. And, I mean, those injectors, they have about 160, 170,000 miles, and they're still the same injectors that I had put in them. Yep. Um, one of the things that I get a lot of kickback on is, you know, you get a lot of guys, LBZs, LOIs, these guys that get rid of their LB7s, they get into these, you know, slightly newer trucks because of that sack nozzle design and the injector is so much better. It's a common rail injection system. They run at a higher pressure, so they're going to wear. Right. Um, so when when we're talking now about a hundred thousand or a hundred and fifty thousand mile life expectancy out of an, an injector, we're playing in the same arena as an LOI, LBZ, so on and so forth truck. We are a newer RPO. Now the other thing is, you know, we talk about the cost. Right. The cost is a big thing. Um, LB seven injectors, on average, I would say, are like are a third third of the cost cheaper. Than like an LOI LBZ going up. Okay. Um, but what are we also, like twenty eight hundred bucks for a, for a set? For like a stock set, you're like twenty three hundred. Okay. Where like LOI they're three thousand right off the bat. If we were yeah. talking extra G's numbers, right? Um, against who we work they're with, just, yeah, ballpark. just ballpark, right? So now you have to flip it on to where someone goes. Well, it takes more labor and time to replace the LB seven injector, which is true. Truth, right? So. What I'm getting at is, is by the time you price out an LOI injector job or an LBZ or an LMM or an LML, probably a little different because the injector costs a little slightly more. Um, and then you talk about the cost of, we'll just, oh, one to 10 Duramax. Yeah. The cost to replace injectors. If you're going to go size, to a shop and pay for the labor, yep, pretty similar. Very similar. All the way across very, the board. Very, very similar. So keep that in mind, guys, when you are looking for these trucks, because honestly, the LB7s are getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of truth to that, man. I know when I first got into diesel, you couldn't find an LB7 for under 15 grand, at least not one that could drive. No. Um, And and yeah, they are. They're getting more beat up, but but they're out there. I mean, look at look at the old second gen Dodges. I just I just got off the phone with a customer today. uh, Someone was asking some questions out in California um, and he has a uh, an LMM Duramax and he wants to change it up. And uh, he's talking about, you know, buying a brand new truck. He's like, but then again, I got a, a buddy of mine up in the northern state. He's got a 96 12 valve. It's like it only has 100,000 miles. What's he want for it? 30 grand. I was like, you're fucking high. <laughs> I would never, ever in my – I, I got 30 sick. 30 grand. But he was saying like the in the state of, of California, you know, those are uh, smog exempt. Right. So that's going to drive – you know, if it's a perfect Huge looking truck, you know, things like that. Yeah. Cut that truck out of the equation. There are still people that desire those platforms, and there are still people that are going to desire the LB7 platform because of the simplicity. Yeah. So – yeah, no, I, I can't say that I disagree with you there. Um, I, I get it. I wouldn't do it. Like it no, wouldn't no, be that, me cutting a check, no, but I get why somebody would. I, right? I understand. I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I get the idea around it, but you know, just that type of money, man. The the uh, the offerings that the newer platforms have when you start talking about that type of money, like that's the stuff that I think about. Yeah. So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, to get us back into injectors here, I think one of the things you got to think about as well is that it doesn't matter how great of a design, SAC, VCO, LBZ, LB7, you still got to take care of your injectors. And I think that's where a lot of guys miss the mark. Yeah. They they say, I do my fuel fil- filter replacement mm-hmm. every 10,000 miles, and I'm good. Yeah, I think, Done. you know, uh, 
the most common guy, right? They they have a hundred and seventy, hundred fifty, two hundred fifty thousand mile truck. Let's say they buy the truck secondhand. Yeah, injectors need to be replaced. Well, they want to do the injectors, but they don't want to add the injection pump into the mix because the truck's holding good rail. Right? But that pump has 200 some odd thousand miles, and that pump's seen some shit. Went right? in the same day the injectors went in. Right. So, uh, you know, what, what you see is, or what I've seen a lot of, is guys will replace the injectors, an injector has an issue. The fuel quality these days aren't the best, right? We, we know that. And it's hard to get fuel consistently from the same station, and you don't yeah. know what is in those uh, fuel tanks at these stations. Quality standards vary yes, widely. Yes, they do. So, That's what we've learned. You know, you got to look at it as, you know, when we talk about maintenance and things like that, added fuel filtration is going to go a long way. There's a lot of supply pumps on the market that can get you there. Uh, but when you are replacing the injectors, I can't stress enough, you might want to look at doing an injection pump swap as well, so replacing that, and at a minimum flushing the tank, cleaning out the lines, or cleaning out the tank and adding like a lift pump into it and just just doing a fresh system from start to finish. Sure. Well, even from the factory, when LB7s were first released, there was a lot of pushback from GM on what how tight of a fuel filter they needed to run from the factory. Yeah, yeah. So just from the factory, your stock LB7 kind of got a shitty filter. Yep. Um, now, over time, those have been better and mm-hmm. better and better. And, and there are really easy swapovers like a Cat 2 Micron yep. and things Very like that. Very popular these days, um, too. But we also know that a lot of you guys lose, you, you start getting a leaking fuel filter housing. So it, it's always, yep. and, and listen, we, we've both done it, delete the fuel filter housing, yep. run a fast. That's fine. Maintain your fast. Yep. Don't don't forget that you still need to swap out the filter. Yeah, it's a better filter. Probably means it's going to pick up more shit. You got an older truck. Like, be smart. You know, think about your truck. Think about your injectors and what are you doing to help them last. Um, Additive, Chris. Neither one of us run additive. Yeah, I was reading. We are not big ones. I was reading that last bullet point. I mean, you know, I got into a a debate uh, with 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 someone the other day here in the office. uh, Someone that called in. And they started questioning me as to why I don't believe in it. And then they started telling me all these all these reasons as to why. And, you know, he's a third party and, you know, he feels this way. I am not knocking anyone for them adding additive, using additive, believing sure. in it, right? It's just for me, myself, I have to see it firsthand in front of me. And, and that's the big picture. Have you watched any of Hot Shot Secrets videos? I've seen a couple. Uh, and I'm sorry, fan on, on our Facebook group, fans of Diesel Performance Podcast, there's a guy who, who I... I assume is working there or, or it's somehow, somehow in cahoots with the boys at Hot Shot Secrets. They do a lot of videos. So yeah. he's been posting their videos in our Facebook group oh, pretty regularly. Cool. I don't have a problem with it. That's how we got started with the podcast, man. So, so feel free as long as it's, you know, not too much. Um, there, There is a lot of science out there. I believe it. What I don't have is the chemistry background to push back on any of the science that they provide. So it's not that I don't believe them. I'm not smart enough to argue with them. No. Oh, hold on. So I'm assuming oh. th- things like well-known brands like Hot Shot Secrets mm-hmm. and P- Power Service and yeah. some of the other well-known brands out there. Amalgamated that you know you had talked to in the past. Yeah, 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 amalgamated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I-, I think those guys definitely have something there that's going to help. I'm just not the expert yeah. to ask about it. I think it's the best yeah. I could say about running additives. They probably work. Uh, It'd be good to get them on the show. You know yeah. what? And they could teach us. I like it. I An like it. What a great idea. school session, man. I'd take it. I, lo- I love when we plan our shows during our show. It's yeah, very yeah. meta. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> that was the best news I got all day. I can't um, wait to have them. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, the, the main point of this whole conversation today is that 
the current VCO nozzles are not the same thing that came yep. in the original truck. So so when you're shopping out the difference and you're looking at what's the difference in longevity, what am I going to get out of it, what's the power gains, blah, 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 uh, just know that there have been a lot of updates. There's been some really cool stuff that make these much more applicable mm-hmm. for the normal everyday driver. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the big takeaway from learning more about all of the updates well, to VCO nozzles. I think a lot of people lose sight of that, you know, and it's such an old platform, you know, kind of go back a little bit here. You know, when, when you talk to guys, you know, brand new platform comes out, 19 Cummins, 2020 Duramax. You got tunes? <laughs> well, it takes time. It right. takes time. And I think this kind of showcases that 20-year-old technology are, you know, still seeing improvements. Sure. Um, and there is a lot of hype right now for, like, the stack-style nozzle and – there is a easy uh, re- uh, reception to that information because of what the newer style injectors are. Makes sense. You know, it does. It, it is a logical solution. Yeah. But, you know, I just, you don't take a 12-valve Cummins and put a common rail injection system on it. You know, it's just, there, there's, there's things there <laughs> that, you know, there's also, going back to it, just there's improvements that have been made. Yeah. And I think that that's the big picture to educate any LB7 owner that might potentially be looking at injectors in the future. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, a little bit shorter of an episode today. Um, We are going to come back to you next week. I think we have a big research topic coming up, so we're excited for that. And uh, early February, mid-February, we're going to have another budget build episode. I'm really excited for that one. There is so much much going on. It's not going to be – give a little little, little, little something. It is going to be very different. It is not our normal uh, budget build. I'm excited because I, me and Paul have talked about this a little bit, but there's going to be some surprising aspects here for myself. Yeah. Um, some curveballs, um, and then we have some you know newer ride along videos that we're going to be doing as well that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of cool stuff that's uh, in the pipeline for us. Uh, so you know, get Nick's forward. out of the office today. You want to go drive the Durburb right now? Uh, there's about an inch of snow on the ground. No. So yes. Uh, listen, <laughs> there is a lot of shit I can get away with here. Uh, there's a couple things that's a big no-no. The, the burb in the snow is one of the no-nos. Um, well, uh, a freshly detailed vehicle that you go get dirty, <laughs> no. But no, like the Apache in the snow, absolutely not. I think Nick cringed when we did that Christmas photo a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like somewhat icy. He almost had a connection fit. Um, but no, no, no burb today. I'm out. You can do it. I'll I'll film you. I'll film you do it. I remember when you used to be cool, guys. For today, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Have Thanks a great for weekend. Listening. He's got a 96 12 valve. It's like it only has 100,000 miles. What's he want for it? 30 grand. I was like, you're fucking high. <laughs> I would never, ever in my. <laughs>